Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Do you wish you were more of a plus person? Maybe you've tried to change. You've tried to become more like that person you know who's always encouraging and uplifting, but despite all your efforts, you still find yourself looking down on certain people and noticing their faults. Today, James is going to show us a solution that will really work. What's the solution to this problem? We know it doesn't work to just resolve, okay, I'm going to be a plus person from now on. I'm not going to put people down. That doesn't work. So what will work? What will work is if we deal with the heart problems beneath this sin of negative speech. If we want different fruit, we need different soil. So, so what has James taught us today about the right kind of soil? Well, the most obvious is the royal law, right? Love your neighbor. Don't despise that law. Don't judge that law. Keep it. Be a doer of the law. Love your neighbor. If you really, you don't really have to discipline yourself to to avoid bad mouthing people you really really like. You automatically you're on their side already. If our speech about one another isn't what it should be, it just means our love isn't what it should be, and that's where the problem needs to be addressed. Don't try to adjust your speech; adjust your love. If the command is if the command is don't be against each other, then the solution is what? Be for each other. So a good question to ask yourself, am I for that person or am I against that person? You're talking to your husband, oh, I passed so-and-so in the hall and I said hi to her and she didn't even look at me. She walked right past me, I didn't even acknowledge her. She's just so important that she can't be bothered with someone like me and she's got this. And, and what would you do at that moment if Jesus walked up to you and said, you know, the way that you're talking about her right now makes me wonder, are you for her or against her? Because I died for her. I'm for her. If you want to become a plus person, don't just try to avoid putting people down. Love the person. Love the person. Consciously think about what you can say that will build that person up in the sight of others. Build up their reputation. Appoint yourself as the PR director for every single person in this church. And one thing that really helps with this is praying for the person. I've really found that. If somebody bugs me and I'm, i got a bad attitude, I just pray for the God to bless them. Pray for them. Don't, and don't just pray, God, get them to stop doing that stupid thing. Don't do that. Pray, pray for God to bless them. I was in a conversation not long ago about someone that I was concerned about. And we're sitting there talking and my sister's in the room. And, and we're sitting there and she didn't know the person. But as soon as I expressed some concern, she said, well, since we're talking about him, let's pray for him. That's some great logic, isn't it? Since we're talking about each other, uh, since we're talking about to each other about that person, let's just include God in on the conversation. What better way to keep our speech on a loving track? It's hard to get too unloving when you're talking to God. right? It's hard to take his law lightly when you're talking to him. Ever since that day, Tracy and I have been trying to do that. We, we just, whenever we have a concern about a person or a problem, a situation, whatever, we just say, we use this, this logic. As long as we're talking about it, let's pray about it. Right? That's been really good for us. 
And you might think, well, what if, what if the person really is doing something wrong? Am I supposed to just overlook it? Am I supposed to just ignore it? What if it's too serious to overlook? Well, if it's too serious to overlook, deal with it. Deal with it. But the way that to deal with it is not by slandering the person or gossiping to someone else about the person or denigrating the person. The way to deal with it is by restoring the person. Flip over to chapter 5, James 5. This is how he ends the book. I mean, the whole book is telling us not to tear each other down. So what do you do? If you don't tear each other down when we sin, what do we do? Ignore it? No. James 5.19. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. If he's wandering, bring him back. Don't just condemn him for wandering. Bring him back. We speak against each other and gossip about each other because it's so much easier to curse the darkness than it is to turn on the light. What good is it, what good is it to expose problems that we don't fix? Galatians 6.1, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. If you want to more thorough study of how to do that. It's like, man, I got this complex situation. I don't know how to restore. I don't know how to go to this person. This, this, this thing, it would take me an hour to explain the whole mess. If you need more on that, I would recommend the book The Peacemaker by Ken Sandy. Great, great study of what Scripture says on how to deal with conflict in relationships. Um, so if you're dealing with any kind of relational conflict in your life right now, I highly recommend In fact, I would love it if every soul in this church would read that book. I think that would be a great thing. But for now, let's just remember the royal law of Scripture. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Our task is to place us, place ourselves under the law of God, not above it. So if we've been guilty of bad-mouthing people in the church, that means we've been bad-mouthing God's law and passing judgment on it, and that is a monumental mark of pride, isn't it? This is pride. James has been talking to us about pride ever since chapter 3, and, and he, he gave us that member in chapter 4, that big humility sandwich. And he's not going to let up the whole rest of the book. He's going to be chipping away at our pride. He's just not going to let up. And this passage is no exception. We have an elevated view of ourselves and God's law, and James is trying to bring us back down to the proper posture before God and his law. So the next time you're tempted to speak negatively about someone... Go ahead and just answer James' question. Who are you? I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but let's just go ahead and answer it anyway. Who, who, who am I? I'll tell you who I am. I'm a man under grace. I'm a man who's been shown mercy beyond what I can fathom because my guilt was beyond what I can fathom. I'm a man who deserves to be punished forever for my sin, but instead I'm going to receive reward forever and given all the riches of Christ. I'm a man who's hurt people thousands of times, hurt people, and I'm a man who's sinned against God and against everyone in my life. I'm a man deeply in need of patience on the part of everyone around me. That's who I am. That's the answer to the first half. Who are you? So what's the answer to the whole question? Who are you to judge your neighbor? Answer, nobody. I'm nobody. 
Certainly not anybody who's in a position to pass judgment on a fellow servant. I'm the guy in Matthew 18 who's been forgiven this unfathomable debt, the 10,000 talents. I've just been, it's been wiped clean because of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He forgave all my sins and forgave the entire debt. And now I've encountered a fellow servant who owes me a much smaller debt that they've committed against me, some sin. That's who I am. And this one who forgave my massive death just simply asked me, since I've had that much mercy on you, will you not have the same mercy on your brother? That's how the world will know that you belong to me. Right? That's what Jesus said. They'll know that we're his by the way we love each other. Do you, you remember that old camp song, They'll Know We Are Christians By Our Love? Here's how it goes. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity may one day be restored. They will know we are Christians by our love. And then there's another verse I want to sing. We will walk with each other. We will walk side by side. We will walk with each other. We will walk side by side. And we'll guard each man's dignity and save each man's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. Father, let it be let it be true. Teach us to love one another in a way that would catch the world's attention. They love their friends. So we have to love different than that. Teach us a supernatural love that will show your grace. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.